Blog Talk Radio. Cookie Monster, 
And the website offers 3000 for Sleepy Beauty to test out mattress. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, I'll take I'm that job. Kiss- you will? Okay. Yeah. All Sign right. me up. Uh, our famous kiss the lips and the last word, and also our cocktail for tonight. It's going to be a surprise. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. All right, students, settle down, settle down. Today's lesson is on weed etiquette. Just because weed has been legalized in certain states, uh, people need to understand that they should use weed etiquette when visiting friends and family. Now, if you choose to smoke weed when visiting friends and relatives who don't smoke weed, please remember these rules. Number one, go outside. Number two, collect the roaches. Number three, stand away from the house. Number four, wash your hands and mouth when you come back inside. And remember, everyone does not want to get high with you. So don't take it personal. Some people may be on parole. Some may be interviewing for jobs where drug testing is required. And some may be in AA and they just can't get high with you. Maybe they just don't like the smell of weed. Did you think of that? So remember, if you sit in a car and smoke weed and come back in the house and sit on their nice upholstered furniture, that smell will remain in their sofa for quite a while. And they may not like that. Weed is not a cologne or a perfume. Everyone doesn't want to smell it. So make sure you use weed etiquette when you do your thing. This has been a public service announcement for weed etiquette, and we thank you for your time. Hey, 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 Father, pass me the joint, man. What you doing? I'm waiting for the teacher. Students, settle down. Pass me the students. Okay, share, share with the teacher. Why? Share with the teacher. Students, share with the teacher. I want to open a window, please. Open the window. All right, welcome back to John Party One. Here's Papa Diemio, Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Ooh, All right. All right. You guys, ready? Um, you want to start us off, red wine, with the uh, California story? Okay, I'll take that one. Oh, uh, we All got right. millions, uh, millions of people in California may be in a position to have to repay some or all of the benefits that they received during this whole pandemic, not because of their fault, but because the California Unemployment Agency has stopped reinforcing the eligibility rules because they were trying to just move stuff quicker. So as a result Mm. now, they're saying, oh, you know what, we might have paid people that weren't supposed to get paid or people got more than they should have. So we may be in a position now to make y'all have to pay this back. Wow. Now, how crazy is this? Yeah. If it was their mistake, how are you going to just tell the people who were in a pandemic, unemployed, 
needed the money, if they weren't supposed to get it, are they supposed to have known that? Mm. So, I mean, you had millions of people who were filing for unemployment during this whole time period. So mm-hmm. it was the it was the agency's decision to say, look, we don't have time to go through all the routine and, you know, the rigor that we normally do. Let's just process the stuff, process the claims, pay the people. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh, maybe we were moving too fast. So now right. they're saying that in total there may be about 2.4 million people that could have been ineligible for benefits. And 1.7 million that were overpaid. <laughs> and some people might mm. fall in the boat categories. This is a hot steaming pile of mess. It sure is. Wow. How about money-wise? How much money is that? Um, they're looking at roughly about $5.5 billion altogether. I said what? $5.5 billion with a B. Dollars that you know that mm. all it's it's this was based on an audit, you know. Once they finally, mm. I guess, took some time and tried to sort it all out, there was mm-hmm. an audit, and they said that they the results were that about 1.7 million people got five and a half billion in benefits. So I guess wow. they still have to sort out how many dollars were paid out that weren't supposed mm. to. And this mm. was from the time period of March through December of last year. Mm-hmm. When people needed it. I mean, you know, a lot was going yeah. on. Stuff was just crumbling, yeah. What, uh, I don't know, maybe, where does this money come from? From taxpayers, or is it coming from the government, or through uh, some type of uh, budget fund or something? Well, I'm sure you know every state. Mm-hmm. Well, every state has a budget that they use for unemployment, and then unemployment mm-hmm. money comes from people's jobs. You know how when mm-hmm. you when you work, right. there's money. What is that? What's that called, Papa Didi? What do you mean? Uh, the the part of your deductions that go into unemployment. Unemployment compensation. Yeah, unemployment compensation or something. It's usually like some kind of matching percentage or something. So there's oh, a deduction yeah, right. that comes out of your check, and then your employer puts in whatever percentage into that fund. So as far as I know, it should not be coming out of the state's budget. Mm. But I think with this whole pandemic situation, you know, things might have been handled a little bit differently. Yeah, because maybe through this audit, maybe that's what they found. Because they, you know, you know sometimes... Uh, you know, you have a budget for, you know, you allocate budget for different things. They might have pulled from something else to help yeah. pay these people. And in their audit, maybe they found that. Um, you know, it could be possible. So, and it this could is in be. California. Yeah, California. Yeah. But check this out. They said that as mm-hmm. of December 3rd, they had flagged about 12.7 million eligibility issues that affected 2.4 million people. And now normally they said it takes an average of 30 minutes to resolve every issue when it comes to unemployment issues. So they said Mm -hmm. based on that estimate of 30 minutes per issue, 
and all these claims, it would take more than 3 million hours of work, which equates to 342 years to resolve even half of this. (laughs) What? (laughs) There's no way. So even if they had 342 years to solve this, and, of course, you know, when they say 30 minutes, I'm assuming they're calculating that based on one person at 30 minutes times the number of claims Mm -hmm. equates to 342 years. So if you say, all right, 10 people at 30 Mm -hmm. minutes, then you can divide that number, you know, from 342, Mm -hmm. what, divided by 10, what's that, Mm -hmm. 34.2 years. I was look, so, I was never good in math, so <laughs> well, you got it. But you know, so I'm just saying, either they need to mm-hmm. hire some folks right. to bring that number uh-huh. down to something reasonable, or they just uh-huh. need to close the books and say, "Our bad." Yeah. Y'all, well, whoever got it that wasn't supposed to get it, y'all just got away with that one, and then mm-hmm. say, "All right, starting in January, we are going to do what we're supposed to do to check eligibility." and run the process correctly. There you go. You need to contact them real well. Let them know. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. You need to get mm-hmm. You're talking about all the claims, millions and millions of claims from March to December? Please. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, a they lot. won't be mm-hmm. digging out of that hole for 342 years. What do you think about that, Papa? <laughs> they need to just let it go. Yeah. You know where you're going to withdraw go, from. Let it go. <laughs> People don't have no money as it is, so what you going to do? Yeah. Ain't no way. Well, How you going to get money back from somebody that barely got anything anyway? Mm-hmm. Right. What they need to do is bring mm-hmm. people to work. Everybody's, everybody is so busy, uh, you know, remoting from home and everywhere else that it ain't right. working out like that everywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Oh, Mm, it is. Uh, it, 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 it's it's um, it's interesting that how many other states are going through the same thing. And this is just one state, California. <laughs> if you imagine somebody, you know, they might not even be telling anything and just going to squash it, like Papa said, mm-hmm. going to keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If I were the other states, I would do that because California yeah. is looking ten kinds of crazy right now. I agree. Yep, yep. All right, all right, Papa Didi. What, what what you got for us? Is it the Black Rider? What what, what happened with him? Hmm. Let's see here. Let's see. Yeah, this uh, this jerk off. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Black, you know, I mean, I mean, amongst all those white people, I mean, what do, what do you think? You think they give a damn about you among in that crowd? You know, uh, uh, but the black capital ride rider, uh, he's denied bail. While many white mm-hmm. people was granted and released and everything, he's denied bail because the judge probably says, Your ass is just straight crazy. <laughs> Why are you hanging with those oh. idiots from the beginning? I mean, you know? you, were you raised in a, you know, this is, um, his name is Emmanuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Jackson. Yeah. And he's from Capitol Heights. Oh, my oh, God. A, a town in Maryland. Oh. It's not too far from Come on, brother. Which, which is, a, you know, a, a person that just probably just went up there 
locally and put a hat on. Oh, hi, my brother, my brother. I mean, I I don't understand. I mean, you know, the whole the whole KKK thing is getting so confused to me. I thought it was I thought it was black against white once, and then mm-hmm. you know, Charlottesville showed there was more whites out there protesting than blacks. And it was just, you know, anyway, we're getting back to the story. Uh, this guy here, like I say, he's from an uh, area called Capitol Heights, Maryland. He was uh, he was uh, acting like he was a, a peaceful protester, but uh, now it's been reported that the uh, black participant Capitol Heights, uh, he, he's been, he, he sees his own situation up there. And he's, uh, now he wants his allies to set him free, and uh, nobody's taking the bait. So he's staying out there alone. You know, he's got nobody, no constituents. They worry about their own white asses, and they don't give a damn about his black ass. And he's finally realizing that too too late why he can't afford bail. He's being denied bail. And uh, it's just a whole, you know, just like when you look at the news of that particular day, you see a black person in the audience, the first thing that comes to your mind is like, what are you doing there? You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like, I did you know, wonder about him. I mean, because sometimes you... Sometimes something just belongs to somebody else, you know. And you just have to realize it. Sometimes I wonder, you know, what side of the bed some of these black folks are getting up on in the morning. They just don't know what to do with themselves. So, anyway, in the meantime, you know, we'll stay tuned to see what's going on with this, this gentleman as far as uh, his whole uh, his whole situation. You know, he's in jail yeah. and everybody. Even the people, that, even the guy that, that sat in, you know, uh, the the Nancy's chair. He's out. He's out of jail. Yeah, how is he out? But this brother can't get out of jail. You know, I mean, shoof. What? Yeah, murder guy in Nancy's chair. He's been out. He got out the, the day after when he went to went to uh, went to court. He was out. So yeah. Is it but about I heard money? They, well, you know, I tell you, it's about complexion. Everybody's just everybody's connected. I mean, if you were to hear some people that in the Capitol, some of their alibis on why they broke in or what their situation was, they're coming up with story off the off the top of their head. And the judge is shaking his head, saying, "Wow, well, if you just think of that, I got to give you some bail." You know, because they're, they're saying mm. the most, you know, mm. they're saying some wild stuff. And a lot of them uh, on the news I, I saw on CNN uh, with the gentleman uh, Carmo, the guy that comes on at night. He was interviewing a couple guys. And uh, Como knew the lawyers that they had. And these were two prominent lawyers. Oh, yeah. And Como would get asked the lawyers, he said, why are you representing these guys? He said, well, everybody deserves a failed trial. And he said, but you guys, what he was saying so many words, that the lawyers that had them guys were great lawyers. You know, they were very good. And they was representing them. So, but I just think the white guy just, I mean, the black guy kind of just walked up on that, being he's a local, you know what I mean? I, I heard. Can I just interject this? I heard that this guy had a history of mental illness. Now, right. if that information is publicly known, then I would assume mm-hmm. the people who are keeping him in jail would know it as well. So, if that's the yeah. case, then why is he still being held in jail? If he's got they some mental care. health issues, Man, I wonder if anybody cared about what 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 was a a black ailment. Mm. When did when did that ever come into play? Whether it's mental illness or whatever. I'm just well, trying to understand, like how how is he still in jail? And a lot of those guys that did all kind of stuff, 
you know, breaking into offices, taking stuff, destroying stuff. Mm-hmm. How are they walking free? Because they they mm-hmm. know people. Yeah, all, I agree. I think not, I think you're right. He's not in the group. Mm-hmm. He's not in the group. He's not there. They're yeah. not claiming him either. So he thought they were going to embrace him because he was chanting along with them. And then when the crap hit the fan, they were like, you on your own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I'm trying to tell you. What is going on? What is the goings on? Mm. Too much for me. And and he's he's from the local area. That's what's yeah, tripping me out. Mm-hmm. And they said he was then, homeless. I'm like, wait a minute, you from Capitol Heights, but Mm. you're homeless? So I guess that was your last known residence? What, the Capitol? That he's supposedly homeless with a mental Mm -hmm. health issue. Mm -hmm. Sounds to me like he needs help. Something must have been going on because the picture you see, he pulls down his mask and he turns directly for the camera. I'm like, okay, you, you. I think you just wanted to be. Maybe you need some help. Maybe this is your calling out for help. You know, you want to see if white folks and, you know, you black. What the heck is going on with you? But you know, we just answered those questions. So, yeah. Okay. Well, if you guys got any help. questions or comments out there, please hit us up nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six. And push one. It is. Get in the queue. Yep. All right, I'm gonna round it off with this last hot topic. Uh, Johnson and Johnson. You guys don't have any stock in Johnson and Johnson. You better go for it. Um, they have a one dose shot, not as strong. Okay. Uh-oh. Johnson Johnson's long-awaited vaccine appears to protect against the COVID-19 with just one shot. Okay. Um, not as strong as some two-shot rivals but still um, potentially helpful for a world in dire need of more doses. Okay. Uh, J&J said on Friday that the U.S. and seven other countries, um, uh, the single-shot vaccine was 66% effective overall, okay, and 85% um, against the most serious symptoms. Okay. I mean, I guess we can't complain. Got to get something. Um, gambling on one dose was uh, certainly worthwhile, um, the doc says. Global Research Chief J&J. Um, with vaccines off to a rocky start globally, experts have been counting on a one-dose vaccine. So here it is. All right. The company said within a week it will file an um, application for emergency use in the U.S. and then abroad. Okay. It expects, it, it expects to supply $100 million doses in the U.S. by June and expects to have some ready to ship as soon as authorities give the green light. Okay. Well, let's see what's going to happen. All right. Well, like I said, if you haven't gotten any stock in Johnson & Johnson, you better go ahead and get some because they're the next ones with the, with the one dose. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Yeah, but didn't you say it's not as strong as the other stuff with the Extra refrigeration and the double shots and all that. Yeah, only sixty-six percent. So, I guess anything over fifty. I don't know, you know, what the what the border is or whatever, as far as percentage-wise, um, for it to go out. But um, yeah, I guess the CDC they they already approved it and it's getting ready to rock and roll. 
So it's it's interesting. I wonder, do they specify? Like, if you go in and get the shot, oh, this is Johnson & Johnson's dose. You know, does it say, I wonder, you know, or this doesn't say vaccine. I'm, I'm curious. No, that's a good question because I remember mm-hmm. in the beginning when they were talking of vaccine, people were asking would they be able to request the one they wanted. And the response was mm-hmm. you should just take whatever is being offered as soon as mm-hmm. it's available to you. So it sounded mm-hmm. like you're not going to be able to specify that you want, you know, this one versus right. that one. If it's your turn and they say, all right, you're next, pull up your sleeve, you're supposed to just get whatever they give you. Right. So I, I, I can understand why people, some people might want to pull back, you know, because we hear so much and they give us so much information. Maybe that's why the um, CEO of uh, the CDC, she's not giving exact numbers. She's acting like a dodo brain, like she doesn't know anything, like how many exact doses we have left. So maybe she's feeling uh, it's, what, about 6 billion people in the world. We only got two doses left. You know, people might get into a panic. So, you know, she's not she's not giving out those numbers. So I don't know if that's a plus or a minus. So we'll see. All right. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, like I said, 914-803-4306 and press 1. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back on the other side with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific. We push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentaries, and the world's famous hip it list. And you don't want to be on the kissing list. So visit apajamaparty.com. Check out the cocktail of the week. Get your glass and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. 
Hi, welcome back to the Down Party. One of those Papa Didi here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. I was wondering if you were hiding over there, red wine. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Just trying to get things right. in order. All right. Wait, you wanna uh, you wanna segue with the next one? I'm simply on the COVID nineteen. Um, you wanna take the Chinese uh, cities and the COVID? Okay. Let's do it. All right. All right. And this this is kind of crazy, but uh, <laughs> I guess if they say it works for them, more power to them, I suppose. But Chinese cities. Saying, say that they are now using anal swabs to screen for COVID-19 infection. Woo. I'm like, wow. This is wait out of Beijing. Minute, mm-hmm. Yeah, anal swabs in Beijing, China. So some Chinese cities are using samples taken from the anus to detect potential COVID-19 infections as China steps up their screening to make sure that no potential carriers get missed. Because, you know, they're trying to cut down on regional outbreaks. And they've got a big Lunar New Year holiday coming up. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why they're going crazy with this right now. And they were like, all right, you're not going to have y'all spoil the party. So we're going for the gusto. So they said that a throat swab on somebody who was 52 years old in a city in a different province showed a negative result. But the person was having symptoms with the coughing, the loss of appetite. So uh, he tested positive when they did the nose swab and the anal swab. But the throat mm-hmm. swab said he was negative. So they're saying, okay. Wow. And what I got out of that is that, well, if the nose said it was positive, is that not enough? But y'all want to go for the anal too? So. Wow. They said nose and anal said he had it. Throat said he didn't. Anyway, they, they've they already put the person in quarantine and all of that and, you know, locked him down as a COVID-19 patient. But they said that, this is crazy, they said that the anal swabs require inserting a cotton swab three to five centimeters into the anus, which is about 1.2 to 2 inches, into the anus, and it says in the article, gently rotating it. Oh, I guess to get, this is too much. Okay. So last week, weird news. <laughs> I, I know, it should have been a weird news. So last week, a Beijing city official said that the anal swabs were taken from over 1,000 teachers, staffers, and students at a primary school after one infection had been found. The nose and throat swabs and serum samples were also collected. Now, that's what got me. I'm like, okay, y'all did this to the students, too? Mm, this is, yeah, that's a bit much. Ooh, that's a lot. It, it really is. This is like, <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, it's just I don't mind y'all, really. This is too much. I think so, somebody getting their rocks off. I think you're right, Papa. And they went on to say that these type of these anal samples are only necessary for key groups, such as those under quarantine. 
Which doesn't make sense because why would you be quarantined unless you were already testing positive? So yeah, they're doing some testing, you know, like the you know, different studies they do. That's what that is. That's some kind of study they do. They doing some freaky stuff. That's what they doing. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to put the Beijing a- anal swabbing testers on the kiss it list. Well, for travelers going to Beijing, doctors say bend over, don't do it, don't mm. do it. You might want to yep. stay home. You saying? Yeah, for sure. Mm, 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 mm. All right. Wow. You guys, got any comments on that? Please give us a call. <laughs> yes, sir. I think everybody's scared of that. I think so. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. All right, Papa, you got the next one. And how's the bush? Talking about the Super Bowl. Isn't that your, your role? Uh, uh, yeah, let's see here. And how's the bush? They pulled the uh, Budweiser from the Super Bowl ad lineup. Uh oh. Well, probably because, I don't know. Let's see what's up here. The King of Beers is uh, stepping away from one of the most. Uh, uh, prominent uh, triumphs there. They're, they're, uh, looks like the beverage giant Anheuser-Busch, which is owned by new people now. It's not the same old Anheuser-Busch people. That's a whole new group. I think some Belgian oh, people okay. wrote it a while back. Uh, they're benching the Super Bowl commercials from Budweiser, perhaps his best-known product, uh, first time in uh, nearly four decades that the brand won't have a... Uh, a piece of the big game ad uh, roster, probably because they're making enough money already, you know. Mm. And who knows if the Clydesdale horses are even still in, in effect, whatever. The move follows the decision by uh, both Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola to sideline Super Bowl ads for their uh, flagship products as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, suggested CBS uh, broadcast of the Super Bowl uh, was at 55 will lack some of the events most familiar uh, trappings as the world continues to uh, grapple with the economic fallout of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, I think a lot of these places are already making enough money that they know they got the market cornered and they really don't have competition. You know what I mean? It's almost like the shark ate every goddamn fish in the sea, so he's really not really hungry right now, to be honest with you. Hmm. So I think if you boil it down to things, that's what it looks like to me. You know, but anyway. Uh, it says, we know the resources that uh, that go uh, beyond investments in the game. We also have to invest in our product, as a spokesman said. Uh, her name is uh, Monica Rosati, whatever. She's the vice president of marketing at Budweiser. She makes about $250,000 a year. In an interview, uh, nothing that the brand would enjoy more is the game's presence in their 30, 37-year history, history of advertising in the Super Bowl. But the company intends to run four minutes worth of advertising on Super Bowl 55 for Bud Light. Uh, Bud Light. Uh, now, here's here's another thing, too. Instead of messing with that old uh, Budweiser stuff, they plan on ad, running ads for uh, Bud Light, which is the signature stuff for uh, Bud Light is part of the NFL. The NFL sponsors that particular beer. Also, Bud Light Salsa Lemonade, Michelob Ultra and Michelob Ultra uh, Organic Seltzer. So it sounds like they're trying to oh, sell their... It's going high trying to sell their yuppie stuff that's uh, not probably selling too well. While running local ads to selected markets for, uh, uh, see, Stella, Stella Outdoor, 
and their uh, cut water spirits as well. Your people cut water. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what are they doing? They're trying to put their new stuff out front. So they're. Oh, wait, I know, thought they weren't going to advertise, so they're not going to. Well, I told you, they're, they're owned by the Belgian company now. Because okay. Stella is Belgian beer. And as you see, when, when, was, when was Stella ever in, connected with Budweiser? That's like the city mouse and the country mouse. But now yeah, they're together. Yeah. Anyway, and Anheuser spent an estimated uh, $41 million in last year's uh, games, according to uh, some of the averages that was put forth from the Super Bowl. So, uh, But you know, I'm sure they made 5 or $6 billion. So they got the nerve to talk about spending forty one million, which is oh my god. That's one that's 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 forty one million is they make that back on distribution to bars wow. and liquor stores alone anyway. So how much are those spots gonna cost? For uh, I'm sure everything is cut back. I mean it doesn't specifically uh say what what they're gonna be this year, but with the cutbacks and everything, I'm sure people aren't really uh Casey, you know, I mean, you can't really go in the supermarket, you can't really go in the store, you can't really go in the restaurants, you know, so it's not, I'm not, well, not supermarket mm-hmm. first thing, but, but you can't mm-hmm. really do this. So they're thinking, why why would we do this here? Let's just let this fly and we'll catch up with it or whatever, but, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Interesting. I mean, I was looking forward to the commercials uh, on the NFL, you know, the uh <laughs> The big commercials, I, I guess we're going to be looking at something different then, you know. Well, I'm sure Doritos will still be doing anything. Yeah, that's true. I guess Doritos <laughs> will take over. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think they have some of the best ones. They're funny, too. So I enjoy that. But when is when is the Super Bowl, Papa? It's uh, next week, 6.30 p.m. on CBS. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you for the info. The 7th of February. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? I I bet you some Mm -hmm. of this has to do with now that they know, thanks to COVID and quarantining and social distancing, that people aren't Mm -hmm. going to be having these big Super Bowl parties like they used to do. So maybe they're feeling like, you know, we're not going to get the bang for the buck that we normally would, so why spend Mm -hmm. the money? They're going to have them. They're just not going to put them on Front Street. Yeah, I mean, but the ones that, you know, people would be, like, going all out, now you got to be low-key or just don't do it. You're not Mm -hmm. supposed to do it, people. So don't do it. Yeah. I bet you we probably see more commercials on pizza. Because, you know, Pizza Hut, Domino's, everybody, man, they're going to inundate them on that day. So that's all you want to see pizza commercials. Mhm. Yeah. All right. I got okay. this, I, I got this uh, last thing and put it. That was a good one. Um, this one's better than lottery. Um, this guy, uh, Corvain Cooper, L.A. man facing life in prison for a nonviolent marijuana crime. He was granted clemency. <laughs> I guess Trump did something uh-huh. right. Um, he was facing life, nonviolent uh, marijuana charge. He says, um, I want to give all glory to God. He said, I can't wait to see my kids. He has two daughters. He hadn't seen them in probably over, what, seven years he's been in jail, seven, eight years. He's Mm. 41. He was sentenced um, to life in prison without the possibility for parole in 2014 for his participation in a conspiracy to 
uh, distribute marijuana. Now, that doesn't carry a charge like that. His third strike, which was in California and had been um, serving his sentence at a federal prison in Louisiana. Uh, oh. But this um, prospect for an early release improved in 2017 when changes in California's law reduced both of his prior drug convictions from felonies to misdemeanors. Thank you. Um, he said, "I love." Uh, he said, "I love last prisoner project. I love everybody." He said, "It's just too amazing. It's better than the lottery." Cooper um, wow. was one of more than a dozen people who sentenced for crimes related to marijuana while commuted by President Donald Trump during his final days in office. Yeah. Oh, so, so he did one thing, right? Yeah, two. He, you know, the other lady that was in prison, she was a black woman. She was about forty something herself, and she was going for okay. life also. I can't remember, uh, the one Kim Kardashian helped. So, and all right, I'll, uh, as I'll we know, you okay, as we know, well, why, why would, commercial meat, huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask a question. I'll wait till you're done. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask a question. I'm trying to understand, even if this was under that three strikes, you're out time mm-hmm. period, for marijuana, mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't, he didn't kill anybody, right? Nope. And his participation, so he was just a part of something bigger in a conspiracy to distribute marijuana. So he conspired to distribute, but, I mean, life? The possibility of parole? That's ridiculous. That's what I'm trying to understand. Louisiana. Uh, How in the world does that equate to a life sentence? Mm -hmm. That's where he was in prison, but it it was in L.A. Um, They got him in L.A., but he was um, the prison he was in was in Louisiana. Oh, so it was a federal crime. Okay. Right. But there are people who have raped people, killed people. Done all kind know. of heinous things, and they got out sooner than he did, and didn't have to serve well, it's, life. It's, you know, it's all about the um, yeah, the color. At the time, yeah, once you, once you, yeah, once you, once you're in the system, and and like you said, with the three strikes, now he's already on the books, and all. At that point, you know, you're, and, and when you got a closed-minded town like that where he was at, or was, you know, the judge and everything, and. And the whatever, however they add up his, uh, what do you call that, your uh, sentencing guidelines mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, it's just it's a mess. It's a mess. And yeah. Colorado, they're making big money selling this shit every day in the corner store. So, you know, it's just, it doesn't pan out. So I guess so. hopefully he got out because they see around the world that marijuana is like almost passe anymore. It's not yeah, even. Yeah, after a while they'll be selling it in gumball machines. Yeah, they're growing them ne- in the summertime. They grow right next to the to the tomatoes in the damn garden. So what are you going to mm-hmm. do? Anyway. So he's out. He's wow. free now. Good grief. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Thank you, him. Jesus. Yeah, he has two daughters, and they're just the cutest yeah. things. They've been talking to them um, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what's going to happen. And matter of fact, when they got him, he he had, had he he um he was maintaining the store, so he was trying to do better, you know. I don't know. I don't know. See, Y'all that see? to me just sounds over the top excessive. I understand that there were rules and laws and whatnot that were in place, 
But to me, at some point, people need to use their own common sense. Like your attorney should be able to plead your case and be able to say, this is a family man, he's running his own store, he's I'm, contributing to I'm quite sure he did all community. that. But with, yeah, like, like Papa say, when you're in the system, you know, yeah. they just keep looking at the first one, the second one, okay, you are my courtroom hey. again for the third time, okay, it's time for you. They, they just want to throw the maximum, the book at you. And he could have a public it. defender. Oh, gosh. He could yeah. have a public defender right. who's just a rookie. He probably better off defending his damn self as opposed to a underpaid public defender because he's getting yeah. paid by the state. So, anyway. Okay. What well, gonna do? congratulations yeah. for getting out, brother. Yes, yeah. If, uh, you guys got any questions or comments, what we've been talking about? Some hot stuff here. Hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press one. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick uh, break. Okay. Okay, and we'll be right back on the other side of the break. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 
Oh, Papa, I got you in there. A half ounce of simple syrup, uh, one one ounce of white wine, three fresh strawberries, and uh, a, a fresh a fresh I'm sorry, fresh strawberry sliced to garnish. Okay, so we're going to combine three sliced strawberries and simple syrup in a cocktail shaker and muddle well, and oh. ice and top with cognac and white wine. Shake until shaker is frosty, then strain in a cocktail glass or wine goblet. And to top with mum brut rosé and finish with freshly sliced strawberries. And that Ooh, is la, the la. champagne bowler. Right. We're going to strike out with that. <laughs> oh, that sounds really good. It does. It really does. Would you try All that right. with Papa? With the cognac? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds okay. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is the Cocktail of the Week, brought to you by Kettle and D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. We thank you so much for that. We'll make sure it gets posted on the website so you can get that recipe and try it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum, good. <laughs> All right. Going over to Papa Didi and what's popping? What's popping tonight, Papa Dini? What you got for us? You know, this this lady here, um, Marjorie Green, I tell you, I I just can't get her out of my mind, you know. I mean, I, I guess that an older gentleman like myself, you know, when I look at people sometimes, I, I look back on their history and see who they are and where they're from and, you know, how old they are and things like that and what they've done. Now, first of all, this lady is a freshman congressperson, freshman <laughs> Which means she just wrote, she just raised her fucking hand yesterday. <laughs> I will, I shall, I must. Yeah, just yesterday. But see, what what is biting her in the butt is how radical she was, you know, prior to her becoming a congresswoman. Now nobody noticed this, okay? Only because she was down there brewing in 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 Georgia, where you can put the pot on the stew and shut the door. You know what I mean? And nobody knows until they smell it. They don't even know it's cooking. They just smell it. Mm. But anyway. Now, now all of a sudden, she she just pops out of nowhere, but she has been advocating hard with the gun laws, and and she was harassing a gentleman who was a survivor of of a, a high school shooting, and he's down there to plead his case, and she follows this guy out throwing all kind of stuff at him, and and all the people who had children killed in the in the different schools are all on her for what she's done but it seemed like nobody's listening because she she has this big protectile that she was hiding behind trump you know trump was like the iron curtain but now the iron curtain has moved out of the way you know it's almost like somebody on the job is this you know like like i've had a young lady on my job who was always getting all these benefits because the boss was checking her out and all that but after a while he retired so therefore her godfather was gone you know what i mean and i think now that trump is gone everybody's still trying to hang on to that arrogance but now with her, she's an exception. Now, the rest of them jerk-offs like uh, Ted Cruz and all them, you know, they're experienced assholes. So they, they got it all down to a science, <clears throat> you know. And even you got the other new guy, the one who had his fists up, the little skinny guy. He's brand new. Oh, yeah. What, what's so interesting is that the, the evilness and the viciousness of these ignorant white folks that are starting to be revealed. And now they got a suit on or a pants suit on as a female they're, they're being revealed, and they're revere, being revealed viciously. This this young lady, Marjorie Green, she's a hot mess. But she's she's 
Now, anytime you starting to uh, delete your different <laughs> things that you said, mm-hmm. she said this is here, but it's it's just been deleted. It's since been deleted. Well, now you're realizing that just how vicious that you not were, but you are. You know, but you're in the situation now where you're in Congress, so you're. But then she goes and hides behind crews and and everything. I just think that these days there are so many people that that's hiding behind crap. That it's not even funny. I mean, some of these people are just McCarthy. McCarthy's a mess, and you keep he just was down at Mar-a-Lago talking to Trump the other day. I mean, like, what are you trying to hold on to? And then you come back to D.C. and you're, I mean, there ought to be a law against you just fraternizing and then coming back and acting like you're holier than thou. I mean, like my father always says, and this too will come to pass. Believe me, and this too will come to pass because this stuff is going to reveal itself because the one thing I don't, people have to understand is that this COVID situation is very serious. And I'm not saying that in fear, but I'm saying it in direct knowledge of it. I lost my mother to it, and I got news for you. It's real. It's real. It's real. And it sneaks up on you. You know, it, it, it sneaks out of nowhere. Most of the time, the people get it are people that least expected it. If you go around and talk to families that lost people to COVID, their story all sounds the same. They don't know what happened. The person got sick. All of a sudden, he was on it. They was on it. The the ventilators, and and they had to do this and do that, and they just slowly died. And we didn't see them in six, seven months, eight, nine months. We're talking to them through a window. These are real stories. And you got people in Congress that's acting like everything is hunky-dory, and let's all celebrate Trump, and let's go in the Capitol building and be a congressperson and just show our ass or, or try to hide from what we were. You know, let me just say this in closing. These people, like, let's just say, let's talk about Green for a second. This lady is from Georgia, raised in Georgia, went to Georgia high schools, went to a Georgia college, okay? So she never left her own damn backyard, okay? So she's closed-minded as you as, as anybody could be. She probably listened to a bunch of uh, right-wing stations, you know, Rush Limbaugh, uh, uh, every, every person you can mention. Then you got these other guys that are, you know, that's throwing podcasts out there. And some people listen to podcasts without an opinion of their own are getting brainwashed. You know, they're, they're getting, they're just, they're just following suit, and then they just act on it. You know, the one thing your beautiful mind does and your beautiful mind is designed to do is process. But if you let crap get in your head and just run around like a, you know, like a maniac, and you don't take the time to process it, I don't care if I'm listening to Farrakhan or uh, Sharpton or anybody, you know, Colin Powell, Barack Obama, no matter how much I might love them or whatever, I'm still going to process what they say. I'm going to analyze it in the middle of my brain, and before I bring something out of my mouth, I'm going to say, okay, I got a job I don't want to lose. I got a reputation I want to keep. I got family members that taught me right from wrong. All this stuff is going to be processed before I say some crazy shit that somebody or somebody else say that I'm going to repeat. But some of these people talk like Trump, act like Trump, walk like Trump, follow Trump to the damn river like the Pie Piper. And it's amazing, but we'll see. And like I said, and this too will come to pass. So I'm going to leave that alone. We'll see what happens with this. Okay, then. And she's a crazy one. She's a mess. He needed to do that crap. 
Because this woman was talking about lasers coming out the sky and doing this and that and talking about uh, all this QAnon stuff. QAnon. The, the, the Democrats eating children and doing crazy stuff. It's like, why would you even repeat crazy so stuff? When has the world become so Democrat and Republican? They've heard Trump say that stuff so much, so much, so much. This is just a this is just a political party. It has nothing to do with the Germans against the Vietnamese against the China against Russia. It is not that serious. It's no, a, it's a but political people are party. Making it that serious. No, people are, the ignorant people are just thriving on. They're scared to death with things. They don't want to lose what they got. They're destroying Washington D.C. Washington D.C. Now I don't even know where blacks can even live in D.C. anymore. Damn place is so gentrified anymore. Where where are people living? Everybody got a little pocket and they run over to Maryland because people come in here from and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm gonna get off my soapbox here. These different these different politicians come from Utah, Montana, um, Oklahoma, yeah. and they migrate to D.C. and they don't leave. Mm-hmm. They love yeah. it here, and then they build it. They bring their families, they bring their aunt, uncle, grandmama, sister, cousin, brother-in-law, and everybody now lives in D.C. Nobody wants to go back to Utah. Nobody wants to go back to the bumfuck Montana, flatland with tumbleweeds and shit. Don't want that shit no more. Anyway, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> okay. All right, Papa. I love it. You great go into phase two. Woo. Uh, All uh, right. Phase two is next segment. Uh, okay. 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 Well, we're going to go to the phone line. Let's go to the phone okay. line. Pick up a caller. See what you, you have, have to say, caller. Hello. Welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Go for it. Hi, caller. Go right ahead with your comment. Hi. Hello, how are you all this evening? Fantastic, how are you? Yeah, pretty good. I'm fine. I just wanted to point out one thing and add to what Papa Didi just said about that crazy woman in Congress. She ran unopposed because her QAnon followers went after the home of her opponent and he was forced to leave with his wife and not return because they had been threatened so much. To me... That should have halted some of that right in its track, and she should not have been allowed to run unopposed. No, but because he have. couldn't do some of the things that required for him to run, they took him off the ballot. Mm. Mm. And they got so left with her like, crazy butt. And she only got 30,000 votes. Mm. So she but got rid of her opponent. It, Right, but because her opponent wasn't even on the ticket, she was the default mm. winner. That's that's wow. good information. Let's go to show you that there's there's more fakeness in her life. You know, it's amazing. And she's I think she's 46 years old, and her life has just been a bunch of deception. You know, and and then looking at her bio, I see she's married, but I don't see chick or child. So I don't see no children in the picture. So therefore, she's got plenty of time to fuck around and fuck up. So anyway. That. But aren't they trying to get her out of the Congress? I know somebody. Well, well yeah, but that's always that. That's always said. We want to do but, impeach. But, but not, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy put her oh. on the education. Mm-hmm. And how stupid was that? I mean, how like, crazy yeah, is that? Yeah. But I will say this, and, and I don't want to leave it at, at, at this point. Years ago, I, um, as some of uh, you may know who are on 
the pajama party team. I was a huge IMDb follower. I used to get caught up in the message boards. And about six and a half, almost seven years ago, they started talking about this uptick of white supremacy in this country. And people were saying, no, you, you know, you're, you're more likely to get killed by a black gang or Asian gang or a Latin gang. And mm. all of this happened in the background. But mm-hmm. we don't have a domestic terrorism law in this country. Mm. We don't have any way to prosecute a domestic terrorist in this country beyond property damage or killing someone. So even like Timothy mm. McVeigh was not convicted under domestic terrorism, even though what he did was domestic terrorism. So I say we should all lobby Congress to put a law in place mm. that allows them to treat domestic terrorists the same way they would if it was a guy with a Muslim name or an African name doing damage here. I agree completely. That's an excellent point. I didn't realize that. You know, but now it makes sense. But that Mm. makes sense. Why they always come up with this stuff like with uh, Breonna Taylor, how that guy ended up being prosecuted, the one who killed her, talking about how he was, uh, what was the charge, how they got him on a charge that had something to do with putting uh, the neighbor at risk, Mm -hmm. not the fact that he killed Breonna Taylor. I'm like, that is insane. You killed a Mm -hmm. woman, came in her home and killed this woman, but what they got you on was the fact that you endangered her neighbor by by you firing your gun. Mm. There's something wrong with the legal system. When that's the way yeah. the charges go. I agree. It's broken. Truly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These loopholes need to be closed, but I agree, Colin. If there's yeah. not a, yeah. a domestic terrorism policy on the books, it certainly needs to be. Mm-hmm. It, it, it all begins with it all begins with ignorance. So, I mean, if you if you would ever sit down, and I have you know people on the job that are you know Trump lovers and all, and when you sit down and talk to them, they are so ignorant and so shallow. And when I say ignorant, I'm not saying that in a, in a sense of talking about them or trying to put slang on them, but they're just ignorant. I mean, based on the the love, life, and teachings I've gotten as a black child, and I just sit back and listen to some of them people, which they consider themselves a superior race, have ten, tons and tons of more privileges than I've ever had. It seemed like their mindset or their mental capacity is it's in, in the dark. And then when they talk, they're mm. so off base on everything. They're missing the boat on everything they talk about. And I just sit back. I don't even get baited in. I just sit back and agree with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I laugh with their asses because I'm like, man, and it never could be a race war because there's more white folks supporting blacks now than you, you would imagine. It's very evident in Charlotte, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. It's very evident. White folks is out there, you know, they were out there. You know, they weren't, you know. This is looking just like with the uh, Civil Rights Movement. There were white people who were rallying and marching with King and and, uh, SNCC and all the other civil rights groups because they saw the injustice and said enough is enough. Well, they just wanted peace on earth, too. I I think the average sane person wants peace. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. These jokers are mad. At wow. God knows what. Anyway, we won't, we'll move on. That was, on that was a good one, Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so All much right. for calling me. I agree. Thanks for letting me speak. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Yeah, we, we, we do need like to lobby enough. Congress and get that domestic terrorism law in the books because I'm sorry, but that's some bull that people are getting Ooh. away with all kind of crazy stuff because there's no law, to, no no square hole to fit their square ass in. That's a problem. All right. Not you, Ray Wine. You talking over there? <laughs> See? Okay. All right. I got to go get me something. Calm down. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Gonna, Where are we going? You're going to lighten it up? Uh, why don't you take the uh, our little weird news uh, monkey joke? We're going to lighten it up. You got the, you got the ring. Oh, okay. Let's see what we got here. Oh, we got the fourth monkey labor allegation. This is crazy. <laughs> okay. Target, Target, or as some call it, Target, are the latest company to drop Chicoa coconut milk over allegations of forced monkey labor. Oh, now, what man. is on? You think something's wrong in the world? This is a problem. Mm. People mm. for the mm. ethical mm. treatment of animals, or better known as PETA, said that the uh, Target retailer is no longer going to sell this particular product because of its alleged ties to monkey labor. A Chicoa Thai supplier is accused of forcing monkeys to pick coconuts from the trees. They're forcing the monkeys to pick the coconuts. In a statement to USA Today, Target said it takes the claim seriously and they removed the product from their shelves back in November. They said by dropping this uh, this product, Target is joining thousands of stores that refuse to profit from chained monkey misery. What is happening? I haven't seen video, but I did see a photo. They had mm-hmm. chains around these monkeys' necks. The monkeys were up in the trees throwing the coconuts down. And it's not what? like they get paid to do it. So, so this is monkey labor. Yes, monkey labor. Wow. They said that uh, this company that produces the coconut milk, that they were exploiting the monkeys and lying about it, so there's no excuse for any grocery store to keep the product on their shelf. Mm. So uh, mm-hmm. according to PETA, 26,000 stores, including Wegmans, Food Line, Stop and Shop, have cut ties with the coconut milk brand. Of course, Chicago wow. the company denies all the allegations. Mm. They said it's a monkey lie. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, if that many distributors, yeah, if that many people drop them, something's not right. Some, something's true. So. Yeah. Wow. There's a monkey mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, right. Costco and a few, you know, all the ones I mentioned, Wegmans, Food mm. Line, Stop and Shop. They were like, you know what, even if we don't know for sure, just the fact that it might be happening, we don't want your coconut milk. All right. Okay. All right. I'll take the next one. Um, what, these uh, two rocks look just like the cookie monster. Okay. Um, uh-huh. This is probably the most perfect cookie monster out there. C is for cash. I guess somebody's going to pay hard-earned cash for this. Um, and uh, a gate gemstone recently discovered inside of a volcano rock uh, could be worth more than ten thousand dollars, thanks to its uncanny resemblance 
from Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. Um, the A-Gate was recovered from the Rio Grande do Sul region of Brazil. Okay. This guy, Lucas, 33, this was back in, uh, this was last year. Um, Mike Bowers of uh, California, who's the current owner of this sweet piece, posted a video of himself opening the unassuming rock um, this past, uh, in January. Okay. The video begins with Bowers holding what looks um, to be a dull stone, but when he splits it open, the viewer is dazzled by the blue quartz crystals with what looks like wide eyes and gaping smile, the beloved cookie inhaling character. <laughs> it's cute. Okay. But, uh, so wait a minute. The rock, the rock actually looks like Cookie Monster on the inside? Yeah. Has the two eyes up there in the mouth and hey, it's it's a it's a pretty rock. But hey, top person to pay ten thousand. I mean you can't beat that. Uh, let me go find mm-hmm. some rock. <laughs> <laughs> to, to look like what? <laughs> I can go buy some googly eyes and stick them on there and say, "Look, that's how it looked." Uh huh. Well, this this was naturally made. Apparently, so the eyes have holes in it. It's not like they just you know put something there. So it was naturally oh. made by the uh, by the by the rock so, from the volcano okay. rock. But uh, interesting. All right, Papa. I gave you season beauty. You got it. Uh, let's see. This this is a weird story. Uh, let's see. This website is uh, offering three thousand dollars for Sleeping Beauty to test our mattresses. Okay, this That's is me. A mattress reviewing uh, platform said it's seeking a real life Sleeping Beauty to get paid three thousand dollars to test our mattresses. This place is called SleepJunkie.com. It said the uh, chosen candidate will be paid to sleep on the job by uh, trying three top-rated mattresses in a two-month period, writing detailed reviews of each experience. Hmm. The Sleeping Beauty mm-hmm. paid $3,000 for the mattress testing job, as well as being allowed to keep the mattress at the end of their... Uh, keeping the mattress of their choice at the end of their duties. Mm-hmm. I'd pick the best one they got. Uh, let's yeah. see, and to be the right fit for the role, you would need to be a self-starter, uh, available to work immediately and independently, have clear writing skills, good evaluation skills, and be exceptionally good at sleeping. Wow, that's interesting. I can do this job. <laughs> right. Man, where do I apply? But the posting does reveal one catch that our sleeping beauty will also have to be able to sleep alone to ensure an undisturbed night. <laughs> So you okay, wait a minute. That's wait so a fun. minute. Oh, for three so months, fun. you're going to be. You're going to oh. be uh, Two or three uh, months? Three months. Oh, that's how long it is. oh no. I don't know now. That's no fun. $50,000 a month. Okay. $3,000. For three months. So basically, $1, like you said, $1,000 a month. Okay. $250 a week. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the dumbest, 
<laughs> well, anybody looking mm-hmm. for a job, there you go. Two fifty a week. All right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, that's why it's we're going to yeah, okay, take a little Okay, let's do it. We'll do that. And we're coming back on the other side with I'm Just Saying. We'll be right back. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa D, our weird news. I'm Just Saying with Red Wine, Living for the City with Papa D, my Hollywood wrap up, of course. The Cocktail of the Week, and uh, the world-famous Crypto List. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914-803-4306, or listen live at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Hi, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm with your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir, bonsoir. All right, we're going to uh, turn over oh. to Red Wine with, uh, I'm just saying. Okay. So take it away, Red Wine. Thank you, Papa Didi. Merci beaucoup. Au revoir, au revoir. Okay, tonight, I'm just saying, a year ago, GameStop, I'm sure everybody's been seeing the news about what's been happening with GameStop. But GameStop stock was selling at about $4 a share. And this is about a year ago. This week, it went for as high as $470 per share. Okay, from $4 to $470. Now, how did that happen? Not because GameStop all of a sudden became more valuable. It was because... Big hedge fund managers bet against it, and people got together and said, not on our watch. So a group of people got together on a website, it was actually on Reddit, and they decided that they didn't want to see GameStop go out like a bunch of suckers. Because, you know, GameStop at one point was getting ready to file for bankruptcy. So these folks on Reddit decided, let's all just start buying up GameStop stock. Because hedge fund was betting against it, basically betting that it would fail. So once they started buying all this stock and they spread the word, told everybody to tell everybody and told those everybody's to tell everybody. So millions of people started buying up GameStop stock and the stock ran all the way up to $470 a share. So people were making money this week thousands of dollars per person or more here and there, you know, people were making money. Now, Wall Street and the hedge funds were pissed because while regular folks were making money, they were losing money by the millions, and in some cases by the billions. That's because when you bet against a company, you got to cover the bet. You know, it's like when you take a bet and you take like a boxing match, for example, you take the bet and you say, yeah, I think so-and-so is going to win. I'm going to cover that bet. 
Well, if you win because you believe it's such a sure thing, you're not worried about it. But if you lose, you're going to have a problem. Because if a lot of people bet on the opposite side and you lose, now you got to cover that bet. you got to come up with the money. So these hedge fund people use money from things like retirement accounts, uh, what are the other ones called, mutual funds, 401Ks, all that kind of stuff. They usually manage those types of accounts. One of the ways they make more money in those accounts is to take money and invest it, and I'm using air quotes, investing that money to make more money. The way they invest it is they do things like bet against companies that are sure to go down and not up. So this screwed them to the wall when what they bet against went the opposite way. Well, then they had to cover all those bets that they had bet against. So they were pissed. So instead of them just saying, oh, well, we lost that one, they cried like a bunch of biatches talking about, oh, this isn't right. This should be illegal. What can we do about it? You can't do anything about it. Just because you all have been controlling the market and have cornered the whole process of the way this whole thing works with making money off of stocks, you got pissed because somebody else exposed the game, spread the word, and allowed regular folks to make money in the game. So now they want to change the game. So as a result, companies that... Uh, like the apps where you can buy stocks like this for regular day traders, companies like Robinhood and um, what's the other one, E-Trade and all those kind of companies, somehow or another they decided in the middle of the day when this thing was going buck wild, they decided we're going to put the brakes on and not allow people to buy any more of the GameStop stocks. So people jumped in it after they got the word and said, all right, I'm going to throw a couple hundred, couple thousand, whatever they were putting in. They were trying to buy stock, and now all of a sudden, either you couldn't get in or you got in, but the stock wasn't continuing to rise because the apps put the brakes on and wouldn't let more people buy stock. So those people who had stock weren't seeing it go up. So they stopped making the money that they were initially going to make because somebody put the brakes on. So now you have lawsuits being filed against Robinhood, E-Trade, and any of the other companies who put the brakes on because the investors are saying, hold up, that's not the way this is supposed to work. We invest with your company because it allows us to buy whatever we want and sell whatever we want when we want. How are you going to just decide in the middle of the day, okay, no more no more sales on this particular stock? That's not how it's supposed to work. So now they got to deal with all of that. It's been a major fallout, but what it did is it exposed the system, and now regular Joes and Janes are understanding we can all – get in this and make some money if that's what you choose to do, but it requires working together. If Congress could learn this idea of working together, maybe things would actually get done. But in this case, I'm just saying, can't we make money too? Why do the hedge funds 
get the privilege of making all the money and the rest of us who may want to get involved in buying stocks, we just have to try to do the best we can, make a little here and there, but we don't get the opportunity to get that big windfall like the hedge fund managers do. That's some bull. So now the hedge fund people, they're like, or and Congress is looking into it. They got the F, uh, what is that group called? F- 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 mm. Some I forgot the name of the acronym. But FCC maybe. <clears throat> probably FCC, and there's another one, F N something. I forgot the name of that group. But it's the groups that have to do with the oversight of everything that has to do with this whole industry. Yeah. So now they're looking into stuff, and they're basically trying to figure out, at bottom line, how how did this happen? It happened because somebody decided, I'm going to put the word out, and we're all going to get together, and we can all make money together. And Wall Street got screwed. Hedge fund managers got screwed, and now they all pissed. So all I'm saying is for them to be belly aching. I was watching them on CNBC talking about, well, this is just a dangerous thing because people, you know, jumped in trying to make money quick. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand that people's livelihoods are at stake. People's jobs are going to be lost and all. I'm like, cry me a mother freaking river. Y'all didn't think about that when you decided to bet people's 401k money. But now that you lost, now you crying foul? Kiss my grits with that bull crap. Anyway, mm. this is red wine. I'm just saying, can we all make money? They shouldn't be able to make all the daggone money. Let me press. Bravo, bravo, red wine. That was a good one. They it's, got it's caught with their pants down, ass out, and now they're yep. embarrassed. It's time for the ordinary person to start making some money because all these big companies are making too much money. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, it's yep. not just big companies; it's big people. You know, and yeah. the, the biggest yeah. thing—the biggest thing behind all that, really—is the, the lack of uh, knowledge about the whole stock market. This is something, as as black people, you know, we were never taught that—not not in school, not from our parents, because I guess our parents didn't know. At least mine didn't, anyway. And and it's just something that, but now that everything is coming full circle. But a lot of people, if, as you see, if you would look between the lines of what Red Wine was saying, is the fact that um, a lot of people that play the stock market, or basically just people that play the stock market, people playing for people. Mm-hmm. The big wigs that got the money, they got people running around for them playing stuff. And when stuff don't pan out like it's supposed to pan out, now they got to tell People that got big money, that ain't, that's why they're saying people's livelihoods are at stake. Yeah, he's out on a damn yacht in, in Miami. All he knows is what you tell him. But when you don't mm-hmm. have good news for him, you start to panic. And that's when it starts to filter down. But then when they figure out that was it was just a common Joe oh, yeah. that was that was putting the, you know what I mean? They're the, pissed. The, that, was, that threw the wrench in the spokes. They're saying, wait a minute. They're ignorant to this stuff. They don't know what's going on. Why do you think Trump talks about the economy so much? Oh, He's yeah. playing the stock mm-hmm. market more than anybody. The stock market is like, I mean, it's a vicious game. That If you was to learn it, 
I mean, it's like gambling like anything else, you know, stock go up and down. But if you got the money to play with, I mean, it's a quick little joint to mess with to, you know, to get you some fast cash, some dividends, some consistency, whatever. I mean, it's like anything else that you win, lose, or draw, you know. But Absolutely. but what but what happened back then with right then with that that uh, GameStop game thing? Stop, yeah. It it was a, it was a testimony of and then mm-hmm. what got me on the backside, and I'll leave this alone, was the companies like Robinhood and all them who's who's kissing ass. Mm-hmm. Of the big wigs because somebody pulled their coattail. Somebody said Robin Hood and all this. Stop that shit. Stop that yep. shit right now. And Robin and the CEO of Robin of Robin Hood was on TV and he was bitching like a motherfucker. Like yeah, well we had to stop because we had. To. That's because them rich motherfuckers Did you threatened see that the guy? hell out of Young you. Young white guy. Sitting on top of a mm-hmm. whole lot of money. Oh yeah, and then but what got me was the guy who was orchestrating the, the whole situation with building the stock over at the game place. Mm-hmm. He was laughing and smiling. He said, "Man, yeah. we had a ball fucking with them like that." <laughs> it was just going to show you now that yeah. it just goes to show you, and it's so beautiful because you know, you know, the sun does shine, you know. And anybody, anything anybody's doing in the dark is going to come to the light. And all that stock market stuff is starting to reveal itself because it's not hard. It's not difficult. Any layman can learn that shit. Just like electricity. If you don't want to go to college, go to trade school. Be an electrician, a carpenter. Learn how to fix brakes on a car. Learn how to hang ceiling fans. Learn how to put screens and windows. To I mean, there's so many hustles out there. But let me add one more thing. I do not think mm-hmm. that it was coincidental today that the market tanked. I said no, this was, was all a conspiracy. The rock and hard now trying to spank everybody mm-hmm. and say, okay, all these amateurs wanted to jump in because and they can to afford to take a dive. So now we're going to just everything is going right. down. They, 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 I looked they at they the all, all everything today was just about everything right. was in the red. They can orchestrate. Everybody's losing money today, mm-hmm. but GameStop was still going up. Because GameStop, mm-hmm. the people who invested in GameStop, they were like, screw you and your people. Hold on tight. We're going to hold on. We're going to keep buying stock. Right. Because after people screamed about the way they were put on hold and couldn't buy any more stock, Robin Hood and all the other companies said, all right, all right, we're going to lift the, re- the restrictions. Mm-hmm. Y'all go ahead, do what you're going to do. Hey, punk, yeah. But then on the flip side, mm-hmm. the market was tanking. I said, boy, they trying to just discipline everybody to say, all right, y'all got away with that. But if you got any other stock, we're going to put that in the toilet. Yeah. Well, people need to fall off okay. Robin Hood and all the other jokes. It's been crazy. All right, we'll move on. We're going to take a little CC. We're going to keep moving on. What are we doing? Uh, you ready for living for the city? Yeah, yeah. We can. We can okay, Papa D.D. said he's ready. Fire it up. I mean, time is moving here, but... um. All right, I living mean, for the really city, good. what that's you got, Papa? That's a good segue to talk about that just for a minute, because I think that, you know, a lot of things don't come along because it's just not prevalent. I think the most, the, the biggest reason why a lot of black people can't swim is because we didn't have those recreation centers in our neighborhoods like that, a pool down the street, Olympic-sized pool like some of these suburban neighborhoods had, not to mention just pools everywhere. I mean, you fly a helicopter over a damn exclusive neighborhood and there's just pools in everybody's backyard. So sometimes what what's not in our area is something that we're not accustomed to, and but we learn to survive based on the things that we that we have, instead of having the luxuries of the of the classic games or maybe board games. You know, we're playing marbles or or, or girls are playing jacks or 
whatever whatever was was you know feasible you know hide a stick and go get a stick that you hide whatever hide and seek or what have you and that just goes to show and it hasn't changed as we go all the way up to wall street the same ignorance to to what's happening is still there and the and the ignorance toward people is by design they want to keep you out like they kept us out of baseball out of football out of basketball because they know the power of people once the mindset come in because knowledge is power and if you come in just with an inquisitive open mind you could be a sponge and learn anything and this is why baseball was so neglectful for so long and, and just like in the play on that for a second the whole baseball thing where the hall of fame came up again and some of these racist ass people didn't pick barry bonds again didn't pick uh kurt Schilling again uh didn't pick roger clemens again and claiming it was all doped up or whatever didn't pick mark mcguire again claiming they were all doped up but here's the deal or the Sammy Sosa, all of them didn't get picked for the Hall of Fame. But here's the deal, though. While they were going for the home run championship and hitting them home runs when Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa cracking them home runs and everything about 15, 20 years ago, all the sports writers that have a vote in the Hall of Fame, they were cheering them on. Mark McGuire was up against... Barry Bonds for the most home runs that year, and one hit, hit home run one night, next one hit a home run. It was just exciting baseball at that time. And all the sports writers at that time who were voters were cheering it, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, 20 years later, they're saying, oh, they were doped up. Yeah, well, you were partying while they were hitting home runs. You were collecting per deem as a sports writer. You were sitting up in the booth. You was getting. You were living in hotels. And things like that. You were you were been you were getting laid. You were taking the benefit of watching Barry Bonds hit home runs back in the day. But now that you're twenty years older, you're gonna criticize him for claiming that he was on steroids. But you enjoyed his play and writing about it and all that. It was so fucking contradictive, it's not even funny. I mean the names of the different sports writers who don't like Barry Bonds because he didn't give them an interview. Or he's too cocky. Oh, we don't like his such and such. You know, he's a good-looking, strong black man. He's jealous as hell. Okay, he's driving a, a Maserati or whatever. You know, they see these players' lives. They see them in the parking lot. They see them pull off in their Labradinis. You know what I'm saying? And they're hating, hating, hating. But the whole contradictiveness of that and going back to the whole stock market thing, it's just, you know, nothing. I'm telling you, man, people need to just let peace be still. Because it's just, you know, everybody wants everybody to be excluded. But when somebody finds out about something, they don't want you to know just how easy it is. Everything in this life is easy. With proper training and, and proper guidance, you can damn near learn anything. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay. I agree with you. It doesn't have to be that hard. All you need is information. Mm-hmm. It's all about access. Access to training, mm-hmm. access to information, and opportunity. Access to opportunity. It's all about access. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the design. Access yeah. to the access. We can do this. All yeah. right, all right. Information is the key. I like that one, Pop. Let me all figure right. out how to get some stock. I'm gonna turn that thing upside down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a little CC break and come back. Yeah, we can do that. All right, we All can right. do that. And uh, what what we what are we coming back with on the other side of the break, huh? 
Well, we're coming back with Papa. All right, it'll just be a surprise. Oh, Papa's doing the Hollywood song. I guess that's what we're coming back with. All right, we'll do that. And we'll take, uh, trying to get one queued up. All right, we'll do a quick break, and we're coming back with our Hollywood wrap-up on the Pajama Party Show. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's Poppin' is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof. Because as War said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's that time, Papa Didi. Here we go. Yeah, I had too much to drink over here. Wait a minute. Anything I'm drinking. I'm drinking Deer Park, uh, 100% natural spring. Deer Park put the cognac out? Apparently. I got to get it. Can't drink. I bit my tongue. All right. All right. All right. Let's get on to Hollywood. Okay. Here we go. Buckle up. Sit back. She received an Oscar nomination for Sounder, mesmerized TV audiences in autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, and won a Tony for the trip to Bountiful. And Cicely mm. Tyson, the admired Oscar-nominated actress who made television history while forging a, a sterling career out of betraying women, women of strength and substance. We lost her yesterday. She was 96. She had just put out her um, memoir book. It's called uh, Just As I Am. She just put that out. And, uh, man, that, that thing was devastating to me this morning. She um, really inspired me to become an actress, but I never did because my mother was like, uh-uh, you can't do that. You need to get a quote-unquote real job. But she was <laughs> a, a true inspiration, um, pioneer, star and founder, Sounder was her first feature um, film, and wow, she just, just, you know, blew everybody off the screen. Um, Gail King, she interviewed her last week. Um, that was one of the last interviews that she um, gave. Also, um, Ryan and uh, Kelly, they interviewed her also. Um, that was the last known interview um, also. But uh, everybody's been reaching out, uh, Michelle Obama, President Obama, uh, everybody uh, that has worked with her. She worked on um, How to Get Away with Murder. She played Annalise's mother. I'm like, wow. She played LeVar Burton's mother. In oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it just spans a whole, what, almost over six decades. Wow. Mm. So um, she will truly be missed. Great Everybody's lady. talking about it. Yeah, great lady. You're right about that. Great lady. 
Um, She's definitely royalty. Oh, for sure. She truly was. Um, She said her mom didn't want to become an actress. Uh, I guess she wanted her to go get a real job, too. But uh, she proved her wrong. So, um, yeah. She proved her wrong. Right. She still looks pretty good for 96, though. Yeah. All right. She was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. In other news, uh, Byron Allen, media mogul Byron Allen, launched, he launches the Griot TV. Um, the Griot TV from NBC Universal, he bought that back in 2016. He had like 1 million active users. Now he has over 10 million users on this particular uh, medium, digital media. Yep. Okay, uh, Allen Byron. Is the founder. Yeah, he's a quiet millionaire. I'm not mad at him. Allen is the founder and CEO of the Allen Media Group, which owns nearly a dozen cable networks, including the Weather Channel, um, about a dozen local TV stations, and produces more than 60 syndicated TV shows. Wow. Yep. So he ain't doing too bad. And it's called Grio TV, G-R-I-O TV. So... And it reaches over 100 million uh, U.S. households. So, kudos to him. Yeah. And it uh, launched on uh, the 18th. Yeah, it launched uh, January the 18th, the Martin Luther King's birthday. Hey, perfect. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Kudos to him. Uh, Megan McCain and Van Jones team up for a documentary on reuniting the country. Uh, That's interesting. Very, because uh, you know Miss Megan, she's very controversial. She's not my favorite on the View, but uh, she does give her views. Um, it's called the Reunited States, a feature documentary promoting decoralization. Um, the Dark Star uh, Pictures film, which was released to a virtual audience on Friday is built as a powerful and deeply moving documentary about people who have dedicated their lives to um, to depolarization. Okay. So those who we not, you know, getting together, that's interesting. Because, you know, he used to have his own show, and I'm not sure what happened with that. Um, he's a commentator, author, and also he's a lawyer. Didn't know that. Um, he is a co-founder in several nonprofit uh, organizations, uh, three-time New York Times bestseller author and CNN host and, and contributor, and an Emmy Award winner. All right, all right, Mr. Van I don't Jones. Know when got he it going finds... on. Oh, Van Jones. Fine. Okay. Yeah, this is Van yeah, he Jones. Does yeah. Fine. yeah, he does. So I, I know I see him on CNN a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, the brother got it going on. I ain't mad at him. He was also um, on Friends to Friends. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do remember him talking about that. Um, they were doing something, and Prince gave him the money to, to get it started or something. Um, yeah, some benefit, to give some money to a, a school, concert. I think. Yeah, a school or a music program. And he worked with Prince right. to do the Baltimore concert after the riots oh, in Baltimore. Okay. Right. When Freddie Gray was killed. Right, because he told the story. He said he didn't want... Prince didn't want anybody to know that he had given the money because he didn't want right. the attention to go on him instead of what actually was going on. So, yeah, uh, Van right. Jones did tell that story. Mm-hmm. 
Um, also, one more. We we lost another great, uh, Larry King, 87. He died on the 23rd of January. Um, his wife was estranged because they were about to get a divorce, but uh, everything was not final. So um, oh. that's interesting. I'm not sure if they had a prenup or not. But uh, she says he did not die of COVID-19. Um I guess she's, the way she said it is that he was just fragile, and I guess it was his, his time. I guess, you know, just old age, I guess. He's been hanging on for a long time. Mm. Yeah, he did. Says the woman who yeah. she was about to work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what you saying, Papa Didi? I'm not in that one. I'm not I in that one. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't saying nothing either. Um, also, we've been losing a lot of greats. Um, my girl, Cloris Leachman. American actress and comedian, um, fans, her career spans over seven decades. Um, Primetime Emmy Awards, um, 22 nominations. She got eight Primetime Emmy Awards, um, making her the most nominated, and along with Julia uh, Lewis-Dreyfus, most awarded actress in Emmy history. Didn't know that. Cloris Leachman, she was uh, 94. He died on the 27th, so it was like back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. She, was a, she was a funny lady. Yeah, she was a funny lady. She was, she was, yeah. And, I do uh, remember her on the Mary Tyler Moore show, and it was another oh. sitcom she did in later years where she played the senile grandmother, but I can't remember what show that was. I can't either. Yeah, she was, she was good. Anything she played, she was good. Yeah, and, she was uh, so last, funny. Yeah, she was. And last but not least, everybody knows Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. They've been separated for probably over two years, and they quote unquote, I guess they're going to do the divorce thing, the big D. So, uh, ah. yep. It hasn't played out on their series, uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I'm quite sure it will soon, so. Um, it's inevitable. Um, yep. So they got oh, what, well. four children. Yeah, it it is what it is. Uh, let me see. Uh, North, which is seven. Chicago, which is three. Uh, Sun Saint is five, and Psalms is one. I'm like, okay, what kind of names are these for children? But to each his own. And uh, that's my Chicago. Yeah, Chicago West. Uh, yeah. Okay. Northwest, St. West, Psalms West. I mean, come on there. Uh, oh, okay. That's my Hollywood wrap up. Yeah, that's enough. All right. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. Ooh, Not going on. Mm-mm-mm. Well, Papa Didi, that brings us to the kiss it list. Ooh, it's yeah. that time. Golly, we got so many today, tonight, I mm-hmm. mean. It's been a crazy week. So can you tell us what the Kiss It list is, Papa D? That's a list that a lot of need. The list of people that have been just just showing off crazy. and <laughs> They just need a lesson. <laughs> that lady, Miss Green is going to be the poster child. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm telling you, she, she just got, you know. 
And they're on vid. She's on video and everything. And yeah, she don't care. Ain't getting away with it. This is stuff a black person could never get away with. Oh my lord! They would get rid of them with the quickness for the slightest thing. But anyway, yeah, that Congresswoman Green. She's she's on it big time. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mess. Who else do we have? Uh, McCarthy for sure with his turncoat oh, yeah. ass. Uh, the other gentleman too, uh, South Carolina, Lindsey Graham. Okay, we well, definitely got Ted Cruz. Let's not leave him out. The other little, the other couple guys. Yeah. Uh, all the Congress people that are bashing the one, uh, the 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 young lady, the Republican that says she's going to vote for the impeachment. They've been beating her up. I'm like, oh. man, what is wrong with? You? Nobody has their own mindset. Everybody needs allies today to be angry. I need five people to help me be angry. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anyway, uh, just uh, let's see. We have Attorney Greg Harris. This guy is one of Trump's second impeachment trial lawyers who recently was exposed for getting rid of black jurors off of some of his other cases, one of which he used a racial stereotype to get rid of this black juror and said that this guy was shucking and jiving. He was like, oh, you know, when they do jury selection, he was like, no, I don't want him because he was shucking and jiving. What? Dude, you're on the kissing list. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, you already said Marjorie Taylor Greene with her they crazy theories. Phrases they learn from us and using it against us. Uh, here's one for you. Subway sandwich stores. They're yeah. being sued for selling fake tuna fish. I know. I bought a few of them tuna fish sandwiches. I've eaten some what? of them. Now I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. Well, what is it? Chicken? It's, it's, they don't it's, know. They said it's everything but tuna fish. Yeah. I'm like, God damn. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I done ate like 15, oh 20 of them jokers, man. So. Whoever's mm-hmm. doing the lawsuit mm-hmm. is having it tested. And they said they still have not determined what it is, but they can tell you what it ain't, and it ain't tuna. It ain't tuna. So they're on the kitchen list. Because you can get chicken like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm putting COVID-19 on the kitchen list for continuing to mutate and all of these new strains running all over the country. So COVID-19, you're on the kitchen list. Uh, Let's Mm -hmm. see. Uh, Mm Putting, you know, I'm also putting a lot of these leaders out here that are that have gotten the COVID test. You know, mm-hmm. people, uh, county execs and mayors and governors, they on TV getting shot in their arm. But a lot of their constituents or the people in the county that they represent, the county execs, the county represent, they hadn't even a line hasn't even formed yet to put shots in any regular. You know, I mean, you got to give. The shots to common people at the wild. I mean, you know, they're the ones that's, that's running things. So, I mean, mm-hmm. go through everything you got to do with the, with the, you know, the first people firsthand and all that, but it's got to trickle down. True. But everybody's getting in the way, you know, all these execs and, you know, anyway. Uh, also, mm-hmm. I've got the company Chaoka, Choka, Choka, mm-hmm. the company that's mm-hmm. making the coconut milk that's making monkeys work for them. Force monkey labor, you're on the kissing list. And I'm putting Wall Street, all those hedge fund managers, oh, yeah. and all of the stock fund, stock apps who put the brakes on, on the investors yesterday mm-hmm. because you just kowtow to Wall Street 
you're on the kiss it list. Yeah, big pressure. Big pressure. Heck yeah. Because Wall Street let them in. They they let them in. They opened the door and let, you know, uh, Robin Hood and all them other little yeah. jokers in. They let them in. Anyway, um, we let you in. You ain't going It's vicious. It is vicious. Speaking of vicious, Beijing with the anal swab for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You're on the kiss it list because that's some foul, funky, freaky stuff. And they do it to the kids. Yeah, why are you doing that to the kids? I'm well, like, what? In high school, we had to get everybody naked and go on their ass. I'm like, that's, really? That's some wild, wild stuff. Um, who else? <sighs> we have anybody else? Oh, Tokyo Olympics. The Tokyo Olympics, mm. they're still trying to press yeah, forward and have the Olympics. Mm. I'm like, I understand that y'all are trying to recoup your money, but this ain't the time. Yeah. Yeah, it, this is right. not the time to be bringing people from all over the world, trying to contain them in one mm-hmm. spot. Some Americans want to do it. When you've got mutating COVID-19 strands going on, this is not the time. And let's not forget Australia. What's Australia doing? They swear that their COVID is gone. They oh, had a God. match today with uh, Serena Williams and the other young lady, the, uh, at oh. the, the black Asian. What's her name? Uh, Osaka? Osaka, yeah. But everybody in the, the audience was packing, no masks. They claimed that COVID's mm. not there anymore. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Are you serious? What are y'all doing? Yeah, yeah. look at ESPN yeah. and watch the highlights of it. The audience was no mask, very few masks. They claimed that they have, that Australia has cured their COVID. And I'm like, you know what? bunch of bullshit. Why don't they but just anyway. go get some Jim Jones Kool-Aid and, and serve it was, up? And Serena was down there. Her and old girl, so I, I just hope that, uh, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, but uh, anyway. <sighs> uh, anybody yeah. else, Kevin? No. Yeah, y'all got it all. <laughs> okay. It all. Oh, did we say Trump? Trump is always on the kiss list. 45. Oh, okay, wait. 45. All right. Oh, well, we oh, have I, a do, I do have one. I do have one. Uh, Brady. Because <laughs> I don't want his uh. ass to win. Tom Brady. Win, that's it. I'm going to drop the mic for real. Brady. Tom Brady. Okay. All right. He ain't playing by himself. Well, we have something for everybody on this week's Kiss and Listen. Here it is. Kiss my entire Welcome back to Pajama Party. One of those poppy. Give me a kettle. Hello. And red wine. Feeling fine. Feeling fine. Bonsoir. It's time for the last word. Last word coming up. Now it's time to say goodbye. Uh oh. To all (laughs) our company. Watch out. Watch out. M I C. Say what? Say what? K E Y. Say what? 
I thought you were going to say C-O-V-I-D. Anyway, oh, no. uh, uh. my last word is to uh, watch yourself, man, because there's some crazy asses out there. I swear that that Congress is full of them. The senators is full of them. I mean, they got so much violence going on with them. They they're mad as hell. I don't know. Them privileged ass white folks are mad as hell. Why? Because people are gaining on you. Didn't they? Did, ain't that what they said? Uh, Paul and Funk and uh, gain, gaining on. Oh, you. they did have a song called. Oh, yeah, gaining, gaining on. on. That's right. That's very true. Anyway, so just keep pushing. Stay out of their way. They crazy as hell and ignorant. So stay out of their way. They may have guns, but they're a lousy shot. So don't worry about them. Anyway. Well, I'm going to ride on that one and say that's the same thing. I'd say gaining on you for the regular investors and all those Wall Street folks and the hedge fund managers. We are gaining on you. It's just a matter of time. And if y'all think you're going to change the rules every time we start Mm -hmm. to figure out the game, you're going to be caught up in a loop of constantly changing the rules because we're gaining Gaining on you. That's my last word. Mm. (laughs) All right. Um, Let me see. My last word is, uh, I like what we talked about earlier, you know. Papa said, you know, be informed and learn something. Learn some new trades, do this. We need to find yeah. out what is the next uh, thing big that's thing. going to be right here. The next big thing. Right. right. You got to get big ahead thing. of it. Yeah. Get ahead of, 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 of what's going on. If it's, uh, I mean, because who would have thought? Tesla? This crazy man. Who would have thought? He's sending people up there to money. He's a private company. We don't have to wait for the United States to do anything. Let's, let's just do it ourselves. And um, mm-hmm. right, these um, uh, 19 families that bought land and started their own town. Man, if I had the money, I'd be gone. I would start my own damn town, and it wouldn't be around these crazy ass white folks. I'm telling you, I'd be gone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, let's 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 be informed. Get some knowledge if it's on the internet. I mean, somebody told me said we got smartphones. Let's use them. You know, let's, yeah. let's, let's get some knowledge up up in our head instead of some air. Also, you go. make sure you guys are, are masking up out there and uh, just be aware of what's going on in the country. You know, I don't say bury your head um, in, in, in politics and this and that all the time, but at least look at it sometimes because you got to know if them MFs are coming up behind you. You got to know and be, and be prepared. And uh, I do believe the music that Funkadelic and EWF were talking about is prevalent to, to today. So, look, get up, dust up that 45 or that, that album or that CD or whatever and start listening to what they were talking about. So, You're right. That's my last word. That's it. Well, I can tell you this. You're talking about what's coming next. Mm-hmm. I was watching and listening to someone today who was breaking it down, what's coming next, and mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought about it, but it makes perfectly good sense. Electric mm-hmm. vehicles is the next oh, new yeah, emerging yeah. technology. Oh, yeah. And what the guy yeah. was talking about. They're stopping production by. Well, it's not just the vehicles. He was talking about where the money is going to be made, like in the next five years, three to five, not even that far off, mm-hmm. next two to mm-hmm. five years. 
it's not just mm-hmm. the vehicles, but all the components Everything. it takes to make them, Everything. the batteries, mm-hmm. the, the, the motherboards, Everything. all of that stuff. So if you're looking mm-hmm. to invest in things and look to see what's coming next, that's the thing coming next. Right. And then this guy right. was breaking it down, talking about all the land that's invested in uh, parking lots and stuff in major cities. Mm-hmm. Like you got all these. He said that won't even be necessary. Nah. Because TAS, which is Transportation as a Service, T-A-A-S, is the next thing coming. Look it up. Educate yourself. That's what's about to happen. Don't wait till it's mm-hmm. here and try to get in after the fact. Get in on the ground floor Everything, so you know what's going on. Everything's going on. And battery operators going to be big. Ego. Yeah, electric. Call Ego. They do they do battery operated lawnmowers and everything. Mm-hmm. All that gasoline shit gonna be gone. Hey, and last thing I want to say is that uh, what's her name, Megan McCain? Mm-hmm. I don't trust mm-hmm. that ass. I don't trust her <laughs> ass one. She talked that shit from the view around them people mm-hmm. like that, but her ass is straight. Uh-huh. She is she is a straight right wing ass. She may put on the makeup and, yeah. and ride on and fuck all that. I don't trust yeah, her I do ass. Need her to be bored one bit. All right. I, I put a push pin in her fucking chair, honey. I don't trust her. All right. <laughs> I, well, that's I it for tonight. We're going to get up out of here before the clock runs out. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kel. Good night. And bonsoir. Until next Friday, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Tell a friend. Share the knowledge. Share the wealth. Let's do this thing. It's all about unity. We're going to get up out of here, and we'll see you next Friday night. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Kana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh, <laughs>